0: Hello there. Hello there. And welcome to the 50th episode of the SysTaker Snapshots podcast. I'm your host for today, Colin Brown, and I'm joined by Dan Slobodian. Hello. Adam Tudor.
1: Hello there.
0: And Will Pintar. Hello there. <laughs> so, first things first, we've hit 50 episodes, which, you know, when we started this thing out, we were never sure if we were actually going to get this far or if we were going to last a week. I think we've all quite enjoyed doing this, and we're all quite happy to keep going. So thanks, everybody, for listening so far. Uh, Thanks to all the people who've contributed to episodes. Here's to 50 more, and many more beyond that. Uh, So today what we're going to talk about is MetaWing. Dan, do you want to just give us a quick introduction to what MetaWing is? Yeah, okay. So
2: MetaWing started out in first edition. It was created by a guy who goes by Haslow on the forums and things and it basically took uh, data from tournaments that uh, was uploaded into the then version of list fortress and analyzed it using a variety of algorithms to try and sort of rank things like pilots ship types upgrades and interestingly list archetypes as well so it's been adapted for 2.0 by a user called M Whited, I think. And uh, yeah, it, it, as I say, it scours List Fortress. Uh, It takes all the data from there that people input and tries to weight that data based on uh, how many players were at a tournament or uh, how popular the thing is in general. And it sort of then ranks the pilots or the squads by how well they are doing. So it gives it a weighted score based on how successful it's been. So it's a really good tool for seeing what is doing well in current metas. And you can put a variety of filters on it. So if you're just interested in hyperspace or extended, you can just look at that data or you can just look between certain dates. So if, for example, a points changes has happened or something's been nerfed out of the meta, then you can take that into account and just look at the most current uh, data.
0: We'll put a link to it in in the post on the Facebook page so people can go onto it and see what it looks like themselves. It's quite intuitive to use, but to give an idea of kind of what it's looking like at the moment, if you go to the pilot's page and look at the ranks, in the number one position is Sigma Squadron Ace, the Thai Phantom, and that's obviously because of the four Phantoms, three with Duke doing so well. That's put them kind of rated as a number one ship across both, well, cross-extended. Will,
3: what have you come across looking at Meta Wing that's caught your attention? Well, obviously, it's no secret, I tend to be better at hyperspace at the moment, and that's purely by accident, but I was looking at the hyperspace stats. Since the change in the introduction to the new ships, uh, with things like the B-Wing coming in, um, different pilots from the U-Wing, and like Suntier fell, Braylon Strom, Cassian Andor, and Suntier fell are in the top five performing pilots of hyperspace. Now, considering they've only just come in, I mean, the other two pilots are Wedge, which is no shock, and Darth Vader, which I don't think is too much of a shock. But then three out of the top five are the newly introduced pilots or and the newly introduced or ship with Braylon Stram. So I thought that was quite interesting. Um, it seems like it's doing really, that the, the people have instantly jumped on it within um, hyperspace. Suntier fell, I think, is the one I'm maybe surprised to see there. I think. I think Cassian Andor and Braylon and Strom come hand in hand with the Rebel beef. But I think Suntier fell, I thought of him as a bit of a glass cannon. I'm quite quite surprised to see him there. I, I don't know how you feel about that.
0: Ah, he's i6, he can double reposition. People love flying Suntier.
2: Yeah, I mean, Imperial players surprising. in general want to fly aces, don't they? So it's not necessarily super surprising that you introduce an ace and everyone jumps
1: on it. Yeah, yeah he definitely brings a, a lot of more of the sort of traditional Imperial flexibility back into Imperial hyperspace where it was definitely lacking before.
0: Yeah, I think it's interesting that you mentioned how Braylon and Cassian go hand in hand and that's how one kind of lens you have to look at Metawing through. Like, you mm. can't just look at, oh, Cassian Andor is in the top three. I should definitely put him in my Rebel Beef lists. Yeah. But yeah. you need to look at, well, Cassian is doing well because Braylon is doing well and they go so well together. You'll see that kind of correlation as well in that you can list upgrades and what upgrades are doing well. And uh, you'll see, like, Pivot Wing is number three. But <laughs> so that's just because the U is doing well, right? Yeah. Same with S-Foils. But on yeah, the I mean, subject it's... of upgrades,
3: number one is Crackshot. That is, is anyone surprising.
0: else surprised by that? Yeah, very
3: surprised. <laughs> I mean, is that across Hyperspace or is that across all the formats? That is across Hyperspace. If you look at all formats, uh, it's Duke. Again, the four Phantoms. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Duke's not
1: surprising in That's
3: why. That's why when you said Crackshot, I thought I was pretty surprised there. But yeah, Crackshot, I mean, I think that's starting to get put on a lot of rebel lists now. Especially, it's a big one on Wedge. Now, considering Wedge is the, the second highest pilot, I don't think that's that much of a shock. I, I I didn't expect it to be number one. But, I mean, you know, I think it'd definitely be up there because a lot of Rebel beef, Rebel salad, and even the Thai worms are using yeah. it. Yeah. I think it just sneaks in a lot just because it's one point. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's cost-effective you know it, it really is yeah
0: i have to say i've been playing with crack shot on the 5a wings i've been using and uh, it is better than i gave it credit for when it first kind of came out with second edition i thought oh this is so bad compared to how it was in first edition but it it's pretty good like
3: mm-hmm. you can get some crack shots off during the game and they really they're worth the point yeah I mean, it's well worth putting them on the five A wings. I mean, the five five A wings are literally an answer to everything. I think that's how I feel about the list, anyway. But you've got to be able like to fly well it. Well, it is. Yeah, yeah.
1: Shot just removing the evade dice is really strong as well. I feel like the fact that it just completely takes it away, rather than modifying it off or whatever. But also, I I do just want to jump in with the the funny thing with the we were saying about how that's hyperspace, and then it, when you make it all formats, it's due. It literally just shifts... Duke just shifts them all down one and just puts itself (laughs) in at the top.
2: (laughs) Well, yeah. The other thing I was thinking about Crackshot is it's one of those... In some ways, when you think about it, it's not that surprising that it's at the top because it's one of those cards that rewards skilled play because it's hard to get off to get things into your bullseye arc. So if you're a skilled enough player to get things in there, you're probably likely to do well at a tournament anyway and thus bring it up to the top of the list.
3: Yeah, that is a good way of looking at it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Aren't you clever? Oh, thanks, <laughs> man. <laughs> looking, at the, so looking at the
0: top 10 upgrades, a lot of them, so it goes... I'll just run through the top 10, going from 1 to 10. It's Duke, Crackshot, Leia, Pivot Wing, S-Foils, Heroic, Tack Officer, Predator, Jamming Beam, and Afterburners. So I think about half of those are basically... They are doing well because the ship is doing well. So, this is across mm-hmm. all formats. So, Duke is doing well because the Phantom's doing well. Leia, Pivot Wing, S Foils, TAC Officer are doing well because U Wings and Rebel Beef are doing well. Heroic is in there for five A Wings, I would guess. Mm-hmm. So, it's just the only kind of generic upgrades that are in are Crackshot, Predator, and Afterburners. So, they're the kind of out of the generic, you know, in quotation mark upgrades mm. they're the ones that are doing well obviously jamming beam is there because it's free
3: people just put it in <laughs> yeah. yes, that's, yes. That's it. see and, and with that obviously this is how things like th- uh, this can actually be skewed because uh, yeah you fall into thinking jamming beam was actually really good um, <laughs> i mean for no points yeah it's great but you, you'd automatically put it on
1: <laughs> i am staunchly against just sticking it on <laughs> i get uh, very grumpy with anybody who just puts it on there
3: yeah well <laughs> Um, sorry, mate. I've got it on both my. Uh, <laughs> have you ever shot
1: it? Have you ever shot it?
3: <laughs> no, not once. Not a single time. Why it's, is it there? In oh about God. thirty games of two infiltrators, I have not fired jamming beam once. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> is anything else stood out to anyone from your look through MetaWing? Wing? Swarm tactics under hyperspace being the fifth most common upgrade. I've yeah. uh, I, I've, I've seen. With all the Rebel Beef builds, I've seen less and less Swarm tactics over the last well, last few months. Um, I think it was up there at the beginning, but then less mm. and less people seem to be taking it. So I'm quite surprised to see it at fifth.
0: Mm. Uh, I think a lot of that will be TIE Swarm as well. Yeah, it's still in there a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Something that surprised me, so I've filtered on the Hyperspace format and there's a section for list archetypes. So that'll tell you kind of what collections of ships have been doing well than when they've been together. So for example, six TIE fighters, okay. Inferno squadron is doing very well. You know, um, BB X wing, u wing is doing very well. But in the top of the hyperspace list is two Upsilon shuttles and Kylo, which I found very surprising. I mean, I've seen it doing well and it's one hyperspace trials. But it's something that made it stand out to me. Is like, oh yeah, this maybe this is a list I should respect more. Mm-hmm.
3: What do you guys think? I was going to say, I think the percentile. I think it's more the percentile of it doing well, isn't it? So that's that's what takes it to the top of the list. I mean, Andrew Bunn's done uh, re- uh, really well with it and won a hyperspace. I know the crates are uh, quite the, quite a few. of The crates are pushing it. So with that, it's I think it's more the percentile of how many people are actually flying it. Because I think if you're taking that list, you want to be good and you, you, you've got to be a decent pilot. So I think people are moving away from that and that's what's pushing at the top. It's not the percentile of people that are taking it, it's the percentile of how much of it's doing well.
2: Yeah, that's true. And I think also the way that metalling works is that it's weighted to give a better score if it does well at a large tournament. And I mm-hmm. think the ones that it's been doing well at have generally been quite large ones over in America which is perhaps skewing it slightly, you know, Um, in the, there's, there's not a lot of, it's as Will was saying, it's, there's not a lot of people just randomly picking it up. The only people who are sort of running it are the ones who know what they're doing with it.
0: Yeah. But it's like, it's, I think that's one aspect of here's why meta wing is useful. Like yeah. there's a list I'd never really considered.
3: And now it makes you think, hmm, maybe that's quite good.
0: Yeah. You know,
3: well, I mean, in 12th place, you've got two Deltas on list archetypes, two Delta ether sprites and two Torrents. Now, if you look at the cross, the tournament's within the UK. Certainly, Julian Hood has been, he's been doing well with it in every tournament he's been to. So, obviously, when people are taking it, it is pushing it up the list. When people like that are taking it and it's doing really well, that is pushing it up the list it can be a, a small selection of people taking it and push that further and further up
2: the, the other thing to note as well is that the the default settings for uh for MetaWing, when if people are going to have a look at it um it sets the date range just back one month from when you're looking at it so i've just changed mine now there's there's some boxes you can put in if you put it back to when wave three was was launched which gets you a few extra weeks that squad that we've been talking about, the two upsilons and the silencer, actually drops down to third place. So it's yeah, it's still possibly, high there. Yeah, yeah, but I'm um, just saying it's, it's 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 shows it's something that is emerging, you know, rather than um, the the top place. Then becomes BBXY, strangely perhaps, because normally you see BBXU, but there's that apparently has been doing very well. There's only a few people, again, only a few people flying it, but those that have been flying it seem to have been doing very well.
0: But that kind of low sample size can skew things a bit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So one of my favorite things to do on MetaWing is to go to the list of pilots and then just scroll all the way to the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> See what's not very good. But I think the interesting what thing is the here answer? is if you look at, say, something that stood out to me in ranked 165th is Resistance Hand Solo. And there is one person who's tried this so of all the lists that this thing is looking through that Mayor wings looking through it's one tenth of one percent so basically is Han Solo maybe crap but also no one's trying yeah. <laughs> no one is trying to do well with Han Solo from Resistance
1: but that one person has put themselves better than the three people flying Oddball apparently
3: <laughs> 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 that's because Oddball is the worst <laughs> in the yes. game right now, <laughs> <laughs> by a country mile. I think it's the only thing I agree on at the moment with the Minox is that oddball is absolutely terrible. <laughs> I think it's so. But if you start moving further up, you'll start seeing things that are in more lists.
0: So, for example, Temen Wexley is in ten lists, so about one percent, and he's does not do well. So I think that's kind of starting to zone into the fact that you know it's not just that no one's taking Temen. Except when people do take him, he's bad.
3: Yeah. This type of information can can really help you with list selection, from what I can see, um, especially with single pilots. And I know we kind of look at it and go hand in hand and stuff, but if you're looking at the very bottom end range, if you're seeing how badly, like you say, 10 people have flown that ship and they are doing badly, you know not to take that ship. <laughs> mm. Or if you want to be like pure x-wing hipster and, and take them really bad ships and try and do well with them then yeah crack on
2: here's, here's an interesting one just on just on hyperspace 118th place captain seavor people wow. usually think of him being actually quite good but there are 23 people who've tried him and he's still in 118th place
0: do you think that's a factor of
2: scum overall in hyperspace probably hyper-space scum just are, are just bad yeah to be fair but still, that's that's real low,
3: mm. especially I, considering I, Fenn is twenty eighth. I'm really surprised at that because Sivor is a really, really good ship chassis yeah. and price point. Um, I I've flown him that many times; he's brilliant. But is he? That's you know.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean,
3: well, he, he is. It's just where to fit him in in a list. <laughs> yeah,
2: uh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, Scum definitely could do with some help. I think.
3: Yeah, and bringing the Z95s in didn't help.
2: <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no,
3: absolutely not. So
0: kind of coming on from Will's previous point and how like MetaWing can help you choose a list or help you narrow down your choice of ships. Overall, Dan, I know you've got opinions on this. Do you think MetaWing is a a good thing for people to have access to?
2: Yes, absolutely. I love MetaWing. I mean, I think I was, I was really sad when we didn't have it for a while because it was really good in first edition, you know, a great source of data. And then for a, quite a few months, well, up until fairly recently, actually, in, in second edition, we, we haven't had that source of data. And for me personally, I'm just not willing to scroll through events and events on List Fortress to get an idea of, of what's doing well. So you just kind of rely on hearsay and, you know, general Facebook drama and things like that. So I think it's really good to have some clarifying data that you can actually point to and say, look, this thing is too good or this thing needs a boost or whatever. I I think that's a really useful thing
0: for us to have. Cool. Will or Adam, do you have anything to add to that?
3: Not really. I think I think Dan's hit the nail on the head there. I did used to go through List Fortress itself uh, and look at the lists and what's doing well. I never actually did MetaWing in 1.0. I just used to sit there and listen to Dan do MetaWing for me. <laughs> but now, obviously, as I've got more and more into the game, this type of information, I, I think, yeah, I, I think going forward, I think it's great. Even for players who aren't as experienced or anything like that, it's good to be able to look at this information and have it on hand. And, you know, if you're throwing a squad together and just starting out, you can literally see what, what's doing well and maybe, like, try try out these different lists. And not just that, see what you're going to come up against within tournaments. You know, it's, it's, it's a handy tool in many, many different ways. Mm-hmm.
1: I certainly like Dan's point about, it, you know, it bringing all the tournament information together in one place and and being like look here here are percentages to show you how well things are doing rather than just oh everybody's told me that you know quad phantoms is is the death of x-wing or whatever it is they're saying about it you know well actually okay it's sigma's top of the pilots list phantoms are top of the ship list okay they're, they're probably doing pretty well but overall i i think it's probably something to to look at and say yeah okay that's nice to know Um, I I wouldn't uh, put all of my stock in saying, okay, this thing's great. I mean, like the the double Upsalons and Kylo, I I have a sneaking suspicion that that's going to actually be quite difficult to fly. Maybe not just
0: pick it up and put it down. I kind of agree with everything you've said, but I also have maybe some slight concerns about my Well, maybe concerns is the wrong word, but I think it's very easy to draw false conclusions from. Mm -hmm. You know, I think in a lot of cases, just the sample size won't be big enough or you're making like distinctions between ships based on very fine differences. So I think it's I wouldn't want it basically to discourage someone from trying something, if you know what I mean? Like if yeah. someone thinks they've come up with a good seavor list, ignore the fact that MetaWing says it's bad, would be my opinion. Yeah,
2: traditionally that was one of the objections to MetaWing was that it stifled creativity because people just took what they could see was doing well so and that could be a valid point but you know um i think with this change it constantly changing meta that we have now with points changes and new releases all the time and nerfs all the time that it's much harder to get a handle on these things and creativity is still rewarded so
0: yeah i think also that was definitely something i would have said during the first edition version of meta wing Mm -hmm. but now having seen second edition evolve without us i think you still see a little a lot of copycatting going on like you still see quad phantoms everywhere you still see rebel beef everywhere like people still hone in on what is deemed the good lists so i don't think metawing really has that big an impact in that in that way
1: it certainly isn't stopping people
0: no so i think i mean take it all with you know a bit of a pinch of salt or i think it's quite cool i definitely enjoy looking through it and seeing what is rising to the top or sinking to the bottom So one thing, uh, if you look at extended formats, we just want to give a little shout-out to our uh, compatriot who's not here, Bob D. An extended format, Drea and Three Skurgs,
3: is ranked number two, with a percentile of 68%. That's interesting, Colm, because that's kind of like how old he looks. uh, So, you know, I mean, he's only in his 40s, but... I'll tell you what, he doesn't look a day younger than 68. I know that much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 68th percentile. It explains why Bob's doing so well with it. Even
0: Bob.
1: Well, in America. Uh.
0: (laughs) 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 Only in America. All right. Well, then I think that's everything we have to say for today. I've saved it to the end. We've got episode 50 in the bank. Just a special shout out to producer Tim. who's made all this possible. He's the
3: one who does all the hard work, I think, on the podcast. So, yeah, big thanks to Tim. Thanks, Jake Tim. Tim. It, it makes us sound like we know what we're talking about. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Each of these episodes is actually an hour and a half long. Tim just ended. Thanks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So it's goodbye from Dan. Goodbye. Goodbye from Will. Au revoir. Goodbye from Adam. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me. Thanks for listening, everyone.